Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook, the top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you go download that app today, and if you put just $1 down on any NFL game, you will win $100 or more in free bets. If either team scores a point, all you have to do is use that code PHNX. Again, go to DraftKings Sportsbook and put just $1 down on any NFL game, and as long as one team scores a point, you will win $100 in free bets using our code PHNX. I'm Brittany Boyer. With me today are my co-host, Shane Diefenbach. How are you? Good, good. It's a hump day. I'm a little tired, but uh, getting through it, feeling good, feeling uh, feeling confident um, ahead of Friday's game. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, I am can't say... I mean, it's not that I'm not feeling confident up uh-huh. until Friday's game. The universe has been against me for about the last <laughs> 24 hours ever since I went to the pizza place yesterday to get lunch. Then they were closed and then I got a rotten sandwich. Yep. And then it's just been an ongoing circle since then. Yep. So I'm really hoping that I like break this 24 hour cycle here. And like this is about to be it. And the show kicks things off on the right foot for the next 24 hours and more going forward. But yeah. Yeah, no better way to uh, to start a good show than talk about an ASU team that has been looking good um, with a quick turnaround coming on Friday um, yeah. at home against Stanford. Get yeah. a little maroon monsoon action, too, with the jerseys. So Not I'm only have they been looking good, I feel like they've been feeling good when For they're sure. out there. Like they can, they can tell they're making these big plays, and then they start feeding off their own momentum, and that's what, like, that's what gets everyone hyped. So, you yeah. know, they really have. Like when you say they're li- like – Yes, they're yeah. looking good, they're feeling good, and it's permeating throughout. Yeah, and, and that's just going to be um, exemplified with the fans on yeah. Friday. Um, Friday night game, I don't know how different that's going to look for students going out to the games instead of it being on a Saturday night. Um, I know me personally, it didn't matter because I didn't have Friday classes. If you had Friday classes, what are you doing? Come on. Monday, hey. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, three-day weekend every week. Hey, now, Cronkite, when I, okay, because I went. Actually, when I, yeah, when I, when, I, when I transferred to Cronkite, it was hard to get only, only <laughs> Yeah, those, Cronkite, those. especially True. when I was going through, because I did my master's program only through there. My undergrad, a lot yeah. of people don't know this, actually is not in journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very condensed in my process. And in that process, I was at the bureau like four days a week. Yeah. And it was Tuesday through Friday. So I was always in on Friday. But. Yeah, it didn't make a difference to me anyways because I 
when I was an undergrad and I was going to those games, if there was a Friday game, I was still there. Yeah, I was still game. Yeah. Even a Thursday game, I was still game. Yeah, the, I mean, it, it's I just don't I don't know what the culture is is like for students nowadays um, at ASU. Um, so I, I'd like to think it's it's still you know big and plentiful, but you haven't really seen it. And we 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 saw some pretty dumb stuff on Twitter today. Yeah, um, we did. So I just I I really hope that. Um, the fans are as confident as we are and this team is in themselves. So it all kind of stems back. Let's break it down because mm-hmm. we talked about, or at least I talked about it yesterday. I'm pretty sure you might've made a comment on it as well. Um, that ASU fans should not have to be, or ASU players should not have to be begging fans to come out to their games. And that, that this was said after we had got done recording and was done on Twitter, but um, you know, it turned into a whole different conversation of why people haven't been showing up and aren't showing support and why it seems like support's actually dwindling um, more so than when they very first did the stadium renovation. It's like there's even less people now than before that they're drawing in as fans at the start of the year. And so um, there was a big question as to why. And some people just had such asinine, insane, completely stupid takes. Yes. Um, I'm going to try and find it again because it was just such a bad take. But I just, I, I honestly, I read these takes, and this is part of this of Sun Devil culture that's terrible too, well, the, the, and needs to so, change. So self self deprecation among fan bases is nothing new. Um, it's funny to an extent, um, but this is this rings true to not only being a sports fan, but just anywhere anywhere you are in life. There's to a certain point when you start, um, you know, dwelling on the bad, and even if it's as a joke, and you're jabbing yourself. Um, say it enough and people start to believe it. So I think that's kind of what happened. That's what's happened to ASU, not only just football, but basketball as well. Um, fans have been so accustomed to underwhelming seasons that they, they're, they, they act like, Oh, this is, this is how it's always going to be and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And that's first starts off as a joke. But then once, you know, people start putting it out into the atmosphere so much, um, it kind of becomes a culture and it's hard to drift away from that culture, even subconsciously. Um, I know that too well being, a being fans of multiple sports teams that indulge in self-deprecation. So yeah, to, to, to some extent it is, it, it's, it, it's pretty detrimental to the fan base in the long term. Uh, might seem funny for now, but I think that's definitely what's happened here at ASU. So I really, really, I found the uh, conversation Yeah, and I want to read the exchange that had taken place. Please, yeah. So somebody, um, do I read their handle? No, let's okay. leave them anonymous. So somebody replied and said, the team has huge quote, Sunday energy quote, and then in parentheses said, and I'm not referring to them playing at an NFL level. Parentheses. NCAA investigation has made it hard for fans to appreciate the season, knowing that we haven't been able to recruit and the whole staff is likely to be fired, plus a postseason ban. And uh, someone else replied to them and said, wouldn't that be a reason to enjoy the season for what it is in the here and now and live in the moment? That's a good point. (laughs) There's no postseason ban this year. And their response was, perhaps if they looked good, but the product on the field speaks to a program in utter disarray. Ridiculous penalties for three weeks. JD still sailing hospital balls on every 18-yard post. Pearsall is the best wide receiver, not LVBS, CJ Jr., or JW. And Merlin seems to be regressing slash at ceiling. And I read 
tweets like this and want to throw my phone across the yeah. fucking room because I'm like, this is so frustrating. Like, I can understand it if it was a couple I, weeks ago. Like, it's the, 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 it clearly shows. I can't even, it gets my brain going so fast and I need to take a deep breath and calm down <laughs> for a second. It, go, it like clearly shows that was not a deep breath at all, but I can't <laughs> breathe very deep. I have like the ba- I have baby lungs. You're like, that's it. That's all I got. Anyways, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, this, that, that tweet would almost make sense if almost they posted that after BYU. It would be one thing when there yeah. was a ton of frustration, but uh, the fact that so much of the fan base still has that sort of a mentality to show, like. One, it either shows they really don't pay attention that close and they're claiming they're fans, um, but they're not fans. Or two, it really does support the theory that has been going around for quite some time that the culture of the fans here is really a fair weather fan base. And unless you're winning and you're winning big, they do not care. Yeah, um, it, it just speaks to kind of what all the coaches that have come in, Hurley and Herm included, have been trying to rid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Hurley did a pretty good job, got everybody excited for his first couple of years, but it's kind of shifted back into the same mentality. And we'll talk ASU hoops um, later in the show. Yeah. But to me, it's it, it, it's a it's a weak mindset that fans come into um, the Twitterverse with a lot of the time. And you know, it's it's a when Twitter fingers over Twitter trigger fingers, trigger fingers over Twitter fingers, whatever Drake said. Um, it's just it, it's stupid to me um, coming at a program uh, when it, and this is a time you should feel confident um especially after a pretty a really big win and convincing win against ucla um i think that was one of the most complete games and one of the best times i've ever that was the best half of football i've seen asu football play in quite some time 100 100 i mean i truly felt towards the end of that ucla game that the sun devils looked like they were a pac-12 contender team yep we saw what what um I forget which statistics site that was that quoted um, uh, that put on Twitter today. That, oh, it was uh, something that had to do with power football rankings. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll pull that up as yeah. well because I screenshotted that. I yeah, believe the, they had ASU to, uh, to have the best percentage to win the Pac-12, not just the South. Mm-hmm. But the they Pac-12. were at a twenty-one percent chance to win the Pac-12. Um, it so was from PFF underscore college. So. Oh, it's a pro football focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a very credible source. Um, so if that doesn't get you excited, um, then you're probably not an analytics person. But still. Yeah, but no, that is. And, you know, right behind them is number two, Oregon at 18%, which uh, a huge advantage for Arizona State this season uh, is that they don't face Oregon uh, anytime during the regular season. If they end up making it uh, to the Pac-12 championships and facing Oregon there, that would be the first time. And I feel like that's a little bit of an advantage for them because that – the Oregon game, uh, Oregon against ASU has become an incredibly competitive yeah. series in recent years where where previously it really wasn't that competitive. Oregon really dominated, and it was a one-sided thing. So, um, you know, I think that's a leg up for them. And seeing, honestly, this is laughable, but USC at 14%. It's because it's USC. I mean, they're not, no. I think UCLA needs to be higher than UCLA. I, by the and, way, I think Oregon State beats USC this week. I think so too. <laughs> I I I saw your pick, and I also had yeah, the yeah. same thing. Um, uh, but Utah, 
Utah plays USC this week. Or Utah, sorry, sorry. But yeah. um, no, but I picked uh, Oregon State over Washington State. Oh, they play Washington State. That's right. No, yes. yeah, I mean, I meant Utah. Yeah. But I picked Utah over USC as well. Yeah. I think Utah is going to beat USC. I think Utah, um, and we'll talk about this tomorrow. But yeah. I think Utah just has a little bit more, mm, yeah, behind <laughs> what they're what they're doing on the field yeah. right now, yeah. and a little bit more. Speaking um, of speaking purpose. of Oregon State, though, um, Oregon State and Stanford both control their own destiny because I believe they play. Later in the season, and they're both undefeated in Pac-12 play. Oregon State's actually number four on the list, so it goes Arizona State, Oregon, USC, and Oregon I see, State, I see UCLA. Why, because of the Pro Football Focus stats, I mean their quarterback threw for fifty yards or under fifty yards in that win um, last week. But mm-hmm. uh, it's not out of the possibility that uh, ASU, if they went out, would see um, Oregon State in that uh, Pac-12 title game rather than Oregon. So yeah, I mean anything could happen, and it's actually really. I feel like been even more apparent this year than any other year with some of the upsets we've already seen. Yeah, the um, the, the change, like the coaching changes that they've already made. Um, you know, we've seen some inj- some teams have a ton of injuries already. Uh, I'm talking about that Stanford team right there. They have a ton of injuries, yeah. um, and and so they're really a week to week type of team that you don't necessarily know what to expect from them or what they're going to bring or what they're even capable of. Um, Ugh, there's just so yeah. much. There's so much. There's, there's so much going on uh, in the Pac-12 conference in general. Um, but, but one thing's for certain: we have to talk about the fact that Jed Fish did not have a discussion with Chip Kelly. <laughs> why is that? Why would you lie about that? Yeah, it's I feel like that's so just bizarre. so weird. And honestly, the person who pointed that out to me was uh, Mike Luke, our U of A reporter, uh, who covers the Wildcats for PHNX. And he he screenshotted it and sent it in this chat and just goes, how weird is this? Hmm. And I was like, that's so weird. And basically, it's a picture of Jed Fish. And um, it, says, uh, it, it says uh, he asked somebody. Let me see what exactly it said, because it was so crazy. I was actually shocked. It, so, OK, it was on Twitter and it was from James H. Williams, who covers UCLA football. And he said, Arizona football coach Jed Fish told reporters Monday that he talked with UCLA coach Chip Kelly about joining the Philadelphia Eagles coaching staff in 2013 when Kelly was head coach. Kelly told reporters Wednesday that conversation never happened. That is so weird. Like, it's what? weird. It's weird because <laughs> it's I, weird on multiple levels. Either of them could be lying, which is which both would be so strange. Like for Jed Fish, why would you lie about that? Do you want some credibility that you never built? And from Chip Kelly's standpoint, it's like. Do you hate the man that much? Like it's it's yeah. bizarre. It's well, weird. It, I just feel like it's just it's very U of A football. Yeah, but it's I don't know. The whole thing is just yeah. <laughs> well, you know they're having their walk on tryout soon. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if they had, I, they might have already happened. I haven't paid close of attention. I think I, I think I could make a spot as a special teamer on U of A's team. I think you can make a spot as a special teamer. Yeah, I probably yeah. could. Yeah, you could you could you could be in you could be an enforcer. Yeah, yeah, that'd work. I'd like I'd like to see that. I'd pay money to see that um speaking of i might be able what if i could kick with my boot whoa (laughs) who (laughs) this is an audio episode you can't see that but i almost just decapitated decapitated myself with a mic arm um there was a kicker in the nfl god i can't believe i forgot his name um i believe he had uh he had half of a foot and there was like and he had special cleats for it so Um, he had like a a nub like a he had like like a golf club foot. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it kind of did look like a golf club. Driver, I'll, I'll pull up a picture and show it to you after the show. Um, but speaking of paying money, uh, I don't know why we were talking about paying money. But speaking of paying money, 
pay money to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's America's it. top-rated sportsbook app, and it's super fun. Um, we got a banger of a game tomorrow night between the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams. This game is in Seattle. Russell Wilson looked a lot better last week, um, and I believe the Rams have moved from one-and-a-half to two-and-a-half-point favorites, so that line is ever-changing. Over-under is probably around 51 on that DraftKings Sportsbook app. So if you want to put money down on that game and join in on the fun, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX, and you can get $100 in free bets if you bet $1 on that game or any other NFL game this week, and one of the teams in that game scores a single point. You'll get $100 in free bets. Um, Oh, that was a good burp. So if you want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and join in on the fun, um, use the promo code PHNX when you sign up. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw cash whenever you want. 21 plus, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbooks for details. Dude, I'm burping so much. I just, I'm like halfway through a bang energy. I was dying before this. I <laughs> It's been a long week and I've revitalized a little bit. Um, and I'm ready to talk a little bit more about the Stanford game. Um, but before we do that, can we shave that Stanford tree off with the lawnmower 4.0, do you think? I don't know, but if men want to bang their ladies as hard as those two teams bang on Thursday night, then they should get the lawnmower 4.0 because ladies don't like men who have hair on their nuts. So if you go right now to manscaped.com and <laughs> if you go right now to manscaped.com and use our code PHNX, you'll get 20% off plus free shipping, you know. Take care of it. They got everything you need for that below the waist area. And also, make sure you keep that beard looking nice, that mm. mustache looking nice. Trim up them nose hairs. I mean, shit, maybe I need one of those <laughs> uh, weed whackers because I trim my nose hair. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a hairy Italian. I shave my face yeah. like every other day. I used that 4.0 yesterday. Or was it yesterday morning? I think it was yesterday morning to clean up my facial hair. And it was it. was I've never had a shaving product like that be able to go through and this isn't even like just because they're sponsoring us like genuinely like it was super clean and no nicks no cuts or anything as no nicks no cuts and no furry nuts as uh, <laughs> that's what uh pd says on the uh coyotes show um so yeah get over to manscape use that code phnx to get 20 percent off and free shipping it's code phnx at manscaped.com slay your worst pubes and keep your dagger clean at manscaped okay Let's landscape some Stanford trees. football. Um, and Transect the them and drop them down. Our, oh, um, after the um, Sun Devil football team beats the branches off the Stanford team, you can find a post-game article written by Brittany Boyer. Oh, yeah, you on can. PHNX. So, yeah. uh, Brittany, tell people what they're missing if they're not subscribed to PHNX. Well, if you're not subscribed to PHNX right now, you're missing out on quite a bit. You would have access to all of the news going on with Arizona sports. And also, you're missing out on a really, really good series that I'm doing right now on ASU's culture and the fan base and why it's a sleeping giant and how ASU can move past that again it's a series. It's a long form series. So it's getting broken down into multiple pieces. It's getting rolled out. Um, and like I said yesterday, I was a little bit too uh, ambitious with my time frame. So I'm going to slow down a little bit and go every other week to make sure I tell the story right, because it's a big story and it can really have a huge magnitude um, and outcome with how it's told if it's done in the right way. So yeah, a lot of good written content. There's going to be some video content posted there soon. I know the Coyotes are recording some stuff on Friday um, to get up on that site behind the paywall. So if you want to get in on the action, 
um, go ahead and go to gophnext.com. You can get your first month for just 50 cents or you can get an animal membership for 60 bucks. Um, and you get a free t-shirt if you do that. Um, also right now, still the deal of the week. Um, it might go away soon. Um, buy one college shirt, get any other shirt 50% off. I just got a heap load of merch that's coming in the mail um, soon that I will be repping. People will be repping it all around the Phoenix metro area, the valley. Um, so, yeah, go over to go PHNX. Don't miss out on the fun. Um, and if you want some merch, go to phnxlocker.com. So let's talk about the trees very briefly because we'll cover it in our stupid, show tomorrow. Stupid, stupid, <laughs> stupid trees. Um, one question for you, Britt. Who do you think is going to be that guy on the CSU team uh, in the receiving core? Do you think we're going to see more Ricky Pearsall, or do you think somebody else is going to step up at how it's kind of been going because we had Johnny Wilson step up two times ago? I almost wonder if they switch off and give it to somebody else this game because I feel like that's their plan. I feel feel like like they're trying to play like a round robin in terms of like, who's going to go. Who's, yeah. Sure. And it's like kind of just like a, a change in personnel kind of last minute. Um, like, you know, we're going to try this and if it works, it works, you know? Um, Cause like I said, Pearsall was not initially supposed to have as much of a role as he did um, until they had to make some personnel changes late in the week. And um, he did great. Yeah. So, but my concern is now they're going to start planning for certain things and, you know, ASU has the ability with the number of receivers they have to switch it up and keep They're things so fresh. Deep. So it's They're it's going to so be deep. interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I would like to see some L.V. Bunkley Shelton action. Um, he had a pretty big game uh, in week three, I believe. But, yeah. Or against BYU. Was it? Yep. Yeah, he had a big, big game against BYU, um, and he threw a pretty crucial block last week. Um, but I'd like to see him get some more targets um, moving forward because he is really speedy, really talented, sneaky guy um so that, that that would be fun to see more game planning toward him but i i do think it's a spur of the moment thing i think whoever looks like they're going to be hot or has a hot start is kind of who the game plan around because with the the royalty of having a deep receiving core like this is is you know stanford's probably game planning toward uh ricky pearsall or johnny wilson game mm-hmm. and not as much toward ellie bunkley shelton so if ellie bunkley shelton is in the z spot or he's just there or they put him you know, in the slaughter, even in the backfield, I've seen them do. Um, then, then you can get you can run some cool sets out of that. So it, it'll be exciting. Um, I think they set up the pass with the run again, obviously, uh, mostly. Um, but yeah, I, I think the biggest thing, and we'll get into our keys tomorrow. But I think the biggest thing for this team um, is is just to spread the ball around as they've been doing. Yeah, um, running backs, quarterback, receiver, uh, all on the ground or through the air. It, it just doesn't matter. Um, they can get it in anyway, so it, it's exciting. And you know who else I think is going to be a critical part of the team that you know they they'll game plan for, but I don't think they'll focus on as much. Who's always going to be clutch is Curtis Hodges. So I was just about to bring this up. This is so funny to me. I thought about this this morning. He's him and Johnny Wilson are like prototypical red zone threats. You know, they're mm-hmm. huge dudes, big targets. Um, but ASU hasn't needed a, a red zone receiver. Because they get they get whatever they want on the run game inside of the ten um, with Chip and Rashad, because uh, you can just run Chip or or Ricky Pearsall's burning them yeah. and just taking it in. Yeah, exactly. So when when they do get down there, I mean, we haven't even like I guarantee sometime later in the season, um, if they're on the one yard line, 
Case Hatch is going to get a tutty. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to see that. But I want him to see him break a face mask in the process, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, third one of the year. But it, it's funny to think about. Um, but that also sets them up for success later in the year. I mean, yeah. you know, like uh, if a team like uh, Utah sees who prides himself in stopping the run, sees, uh, you know, how Chip's just been getting his way or Rashad White can can burn them on, on the outside, running outside of a tackle um, to get in the end zone inside the five. They'll game plan towards that, and all it takes is a play action or even just a two-step, three-step drop and a, and a bullet to Johnny Wilson or Curtis Hodges, um, and and that'll be wide open if they if they don't use them uh, before those games uh, because it's just not something they'll think about. So it's exciting to to think about all of the options this team has because they haven't had that in the past. No, they haven't, and they also haven't had somebody who has had um, not only as much creativity with their ability to come up with some of these plays. Um, and really carry them out. But also, there hasn't been a head coach for quite some time. I mean, Herm Edwards, once he came, yes. But, you know, Todd Graham was very anti-anything like that. He wanted to be in control of everything. He had to be in control of everything. And that really had an impact and crippled ASU offensively and what they were able to do. And this is honestly so amazing. Yeah, it just feels good. Yes. There, There isn't a lot of stress when they get into the red zone anymore. Fucking Todd Graham's bitch ass ruined my parlay on DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, <laughs> With those, his Rainbow yeah, Warriors. Yeah, those Rainbow Warriors ahead. Fresno State and ASU. Yeah, and, Fresno State should have beat them. What I the know, hell? I, they beat UCLA. I had Fresno State, ASU, and two others in a parlay, and all I needed Fresno State to do was win. And um, it was during that show. I remember bringing it up. I was checking the score during our postgame show after the um, the game on Saturday. Um, and I was heated. I checked the score. I'm like, all right, let's see if uh, uh, Todd Graham got the football back. And sure enough, I check and it's 27 24. The You're game like, is Ugh. over. I'm like, oh my God, I would have won like 500 bucks. I was so sad. Um, so fuck you, Todd Graham. Um, all right, well, let's get into some ASU hoops. Um, unless you have anything more you want to touch on before uh, tomorrow's pregame show. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that for a couple more months, my one friend who works in the athletic department, whose name I won't say because he would get very upset. Um, he still has to sign Todd Graham's checks every two weeks that are literally more than what either of us make in two years. Oh yeah, for the for the contract, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's really and he funny. gets so irritated. I, I can so yeah, I just want to throw that out there. If you don't, if you aren't already frustrated with Todd Graham, just keep that in mind yeah. too. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to um, ASU hoops. Um, today we just kind of want to touch on our predictions for the year, um, records games matchups and what this starting lineup is really going to look like um so we, we we've already established that both of us think pretty highly of this team as compared to last year oh nine um, day difference so one thing that we didn't bring up um in our past couple of shows is luther muhammad the he's somebody who i also expect to start well yeah I, I, he's going to be only technically a redshirt junior because mm-hmm. of the transfer and the sitting out a year um, but he was a guy that came over. Uh, he actually uh, went viral. Who was he doing that to? Uh, I forget what player. He's in the NBA now. It was some some uh, huge uh, freshman recruit um, out of big school, and he was shooting free throws, and Luther Muhammad uh, was staring at him. And I, I got to look this up, but I- I'll let you know who it was. But it is it is such a good video. Um, but he's he's a defensive-minded player, um, not really a two-way guy. I don't know how much offense he has. Maybe he he's built around it, but he's known as a two-way guy um, or a one-way guy on defense, a uh, defensive stopper, and that's something that ASU really hasn't had as a defensive specialist. I mean, yeah. the, the, 
and and now they have a defensive specialist and a big man. <laughs> they have two big guys. Yeah. So I think it's I think that, that there's going to be a night and day difference in this team. They've talked about they know they need to get more rebounds. Um, it's not like it's something that they didn't know last year or that Hurley didn't know. Um, I think sometimes you just get a group of kids and you're stuck in a rut and you have a mindset and you just can't get past mm-hmm. that certain level. And, you know, I Colin think – Colin Sexton. That's who it was. It was Colin Sexton. Okay. He stared down Luther Muhammad – or Luther Mon stared him down, and then Colin Sexton gave him an eye, uh, gave him the eyes back. It, it, it's a great video; it went viral. Um, so that's the guy that they're getting. But yeah, yeah, back to what you were saying. Yeah, Sorry. it's just uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. It usually honest. happens with us. Yeah. Um, well. But you no, know, it, it's fun to have a big guy. Um, Jalen Graham showed flashes last year, but only he's only six nine, and for a pretty tall conference in the Pac twelve, it's going to be good to have a six ten guy in yeah. um, Enoch. Bell Bay. Okay, I, I got to figure out this pronunciation. I'll, well, I'll, I'll figure it out before before, before the season starts. But I um, can't help you. You know, it's it's good to have a six ten dude who's who who's expected to um, make a pretty big impact um, immediately on this roster. Um, and so, what I'm thinking the starting lineup is going to look like. I, I do think Luther's going to start. I think Jalen will probably play the four, and I think um, Enoch will play that five position. But then you get to Kimani Lawrence and Marcus Bagley. Mm-hmm. So what might happen is Kimani might run the three, and they're just really big, going six ten, six nine, six six, and then Bagley might run a two at six eight or whatever he is, or flip flop that. Um, but for guard play, it's it's kind of all up in the air. Um, and I, that's so funny because it, it used to be guard you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm, but it's I'm not gonna lie, I'm so happy they moved away from that. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it just because it was a good branding thing. Yeah, it was it was fun for the moment, but it was like yeah. it was not something that was meant to be long term mm-hmm. sustained. It, and it's so strange. With I think ten players are gone from last year's roster. Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah, so, almost everyone. Yeah, Kamani, Jalen, and Marcus Bagley are the only returning players yeah. from last year's roster. It's it, it's it's going to be a completely different ASC team, obviously, but. It's it's good to have Kimani back. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that's a good thing. I think when you get a whole new group of guys, it's a lot. Well, at least with basketball, it's mm-hmm. a lot easier to turn the ship a sinking ship around with basketball than it is with football because the number of guys you have on the court is half. Mm-hmm. And so in my end, you have more games. Um, I just think it's it's a little bit it's a little bit different. So even if people do mm-hmm. have the wait and see mentality that they have had in years past, um. You know, it's gonna be. It's still gonna be a good like a good team, and I think that enough people are gonna still support them because they're gonna bring the energy from early well, on. I just think that they're, I, I, that's what I was trying to yeah. say. My brain's struggling Sorry. today. At Desert Financial, I mean, these guys are gonna be stoked to have fans back. Yeah, I mean that, um, that, that place got Marcus Bagley. When I did my press conference mm-hmm. with him, that was his first press conference he's ever done. Since that's he's been right. a Sun Devil, that's right. With people in the room, yeah, that's right. I'm, I, I, he I like a, was weirded out by yeah, it. I hopped on a couple <laughs> of video calls um, for those press availabilities uh, last year um, when I was reporting on them. Um, I talked to uh, um, Josh Christopher's dad um, about that. Family is wildly successful, by the way. Uh, we'll get yeah. into that another day, but it, it's really cool. Like I think they're um, one of their other sons owns a clothing brand or something and their daughter does something crazy. Um, we'll get into that another day, but um, AJ Brom, uh, one of the first transfers that they got over the year, um, past two seasons at Sheridan college in Wyoming um, before transferring to Robert Morris, where he averaged uh, 13 and uh, 13 and eight 
um, six, seven swing forward. Um, that'll be interesting to see. And then obviously Jay Heath, uh, one of the top guys in that transfer for transfer portal in terms of a score, mm-hmm. uh, six, three guard junior, um, average, I think 15, yeah, 15 points per game shooting 35% from three, um, number 72 in ESPN's transfer rankings. Um, he's expected to play a lot. So he might be that guard that starts, um, DJ Horn as well, the transfer from Illinois State. Marion Jackson, another transfer guard. I mean, there, there's three transfer guards that were four, if you can't count Luther Muhammad, mm-hmm. um, even though he transferred two years ago. Um, and he's expecting to play a big role. Uh, he started at Ohio State. So, I mean, pe- people forget about him because of how much has happened to this team over the past two years. Yeah. It's, it's, so my expectations are high, but also – it's a, it's a little my expectation for this team is just to bring some sort of energy back that yeah. they they were lacking last year. If this team can at least look like there is some sort of energy and like they're excited to be out there playing, then that's a start. I know that that's not much, but um you know, you you just it was hard to watch last year's team at a lot of times points in time because the Sun Devils really just did yeah. not look like they wanted to be on the court sometimes. Like yeah. they just no, looked it like they so were so bizarre at the end of that year. Yeah. Um, all right. So 32 games uh before Pac 12 play or mm-hmm. before the Pac 12 tournament. Um, November 9th opening game. Obviously, November 1st is at St. Catherine's scrimmage. Um, November 9th is at home against Portland. Um, let's get our uh win-loss predictions out of the way first. 32 games. What do you see the devils going before that Pac 12 tournament starts? Hopefully, like twenty three and nine. That would be very impressive, I, I, especially with so much unknown. I mean, it's hard to predict with with how much we don't really know about this team and what the starting lineup is going to look like. I'm sure that'll become a lot more realistically. Though my brain says like twenty two and like ten. I'd say I'd say twenty and twelve. I, I I think that's the I think that's probably what I see this team doing if everything kind of goes right. Um, but you know they could exceed or um, just fall flat on their face. Um, this year, I, I don't think that's going to happen with how much uh, how much of a role Kamani and Jalen Graham and Bagley, frankly, who's who who seems like he's going to be a leader, even though he's only a sophomore. Yeah. Um. It, it, so, I, I I think I think they'll I don't think they'll underachieve, but I don't think they'll I don't think they have enough boom to go crazy and overachieve. Um. But first three games should be wins. Uh, Portland, UC Riverside, North Florida. And then you get into San Diego State territory, which is away on November 18th. And then you play big defending champion Baylor. Mm-hmm. Battle of War Atlantis on November 24th, which I think will be the Devils' first or second loss. I just don't see them winning that game. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a first. Yeah. Okay. The first loss. Yeah. I don't know much about San Diego State, um, but they're, they've are they been a good basketball program for the last couple of years. Um, so I, I, I'm just I'm, – I'm ready for – um for more clarity to come out about this roster and what's happening in practice and that'll come with more media availability and um and just just more access when um we're able to get more information on what hurley is thinking um speaking of hurley bobby hurley jr is on the team yeah um, i don't know how much of an impact he's going to make if anything um small i mean i watched him play in high school he wasn't yeah. bad but Notre i mean Dame he's... Prep, right? Yeah, nice. but he's not necessarily like a uh, 
51 starter, but yeah. I don't think Bobby's going to be like, here, son. No, definitely. Bobby's not the type of guy to just give his son a roster no. spot because of his son. Um, so so that, that's something fun to watch out for. Um, Bobby likes his little little white guys come off the bench. Uh, my buddy Grant Fogarty, uh, who went to my high school, who was my point guard my junior year of high school, he was a year younger than me, um, was a five-year or four-year I think he i think he uh, he walked on as either a sophomore or freshman so four and then he ha- was graduate so i think he's four or five year um bench warmer um but he was so electric whenever they had <laughs> espn games he was there for the kansas upsets um they, they would punch in on him a lot on broadcast and i'd be like that's my friend grant he'd be like clapping going crazy he was, he was one of the best hype men i've ever seen on an asc team he'd probably make a um the pac-12 conference uh all hype team yeah, say, for, for all bench team. Yeah, no, no. All bench hype team. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah we got to give them the hype. The all <laughs> he, bench hype team. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm not uh I'm not super confident about um Pac-12 play either, as there's a there's a lot of uncertainty with this uh the rest of the Pac-12 because how much we didn't see from teams and a lot of teams have returning guys that didn't transfer. Yeah. Um. um I. There's some schools that I don't think Arizona State's going to have as much of a problem with as others. Uh, one of those schools is Washington State, but then again, you never know because this is the Pac-12 and we cannibalize each other here. Washington State also always has that sneaky score, like last year was C.J. Ellaby, yeah, who shot lights out. He was like a he was one of the top um, um, scores in the nation. He had like twenty something points per game. Um, and then a couple years back, they had that other shaggy haired. Um, ginger guy uh forget his name but he was really nice. he wasn't a ginger but he he had he had red hair <laughs> that's a ginger dog no it's not yes it is no ginger has freckles too he didn't have freckles <laughs> how do you know because <laughs> i watched him play a lot I'll maybe forget. you just couldn't see them <laughs> that's fair <laughs> um and he was he was uh he, he he just shot the shit out of the ball but and and that's that's the scary thing about the pac-12 is uh, especially in basketball, it's it's a conference that it's it has a big enough name to get one guy that can change the course of a game, even yeah. if that program isn't good. Like Tress Tinkle on Oregon State just shot the shit out of the ball. That man mm-hmm. was unbelievable, um, and that was their only guy. But he single handedly can beat any team in the Pac-12. He uh, was on good. Any given. He was really really good. Um, I, I I don't expect USC to be as good as they were last year because i mean evan mobley and his brother were just incredible uh and i expect evan mobley to do big things um in the nba uh he just needs to put some meat on those bones um oregon i don't know much about their recruiting class but i think they'll probably take a step back as well um but they always have that guy too i mean chris boucher dylan brooks um what's his name that got drafted this year uh it's it's fun. Then UCLA. Um, I mean, they're just they're just always sneaky good. I don't even sneaky good. They're just good. They just have such a history and a legacy that goes mm-hmm. so far back with basketball. So it's a little different for them. Yeah. But that's about all I've got for ASU basketball. Unless you want to go through some more of the games and keep predicting some of them. No, we'll get into this when it gets closer to the season. Um, oh, that's what that I was thinking of his name, Johnny Juzang. Uh, he's coming back. I forgot about that for UCLA. Um, and obviously he brought that team to the final four. So that's going to be scary. Um, he's probably going to be the Pac-12 player of the year. That's my prediction, at least. He's 
he's something else. I'm surprised he didn't put his name in the draft after Don't such an worry. impressive. Don't worry, ASU plays at UCLA on New Year's Day. <laughs> well, I hope Juzang goes out on New Year's Eve and has a has a terrible hungover performance. Yeah, it's a one o'clock game, like one o'clock tip. So maybe he'll be a little bit hungover. So. Yep. Um, all right. Well, we'll get back into ASU hoops more as the season inches closer. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, leave a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere you get your podcast. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at PHNX Sports. Follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. Follow me on Twitter at Shane D. Follow Brittany on Twitter at, let me get this right, Brittany Boyer az07 nope damn it it's at bboyer07 bboyer07 i don't know why where that other stuff it's okay Um, long week i forgive you twitter handles aren't that important (laughs) i really actually our twitter handles important phnx underscore sound devils we need to get that up baby we need more yes follow us and share we're trying to get to two thousand followers by december 31st so help us us get there but off topic real quick before we leave um my old twitter handle used to be boats and hoes with three z's like from stepbrothers and i really miss that yeah um anyways that's all before i took the job at phnx my twitter name not the handle but my name was father for like three years (laughs) and i and then uh saul was like what's your twitter i'm like um hold on (laughs) to change it i was djing in a priest costume um all right Folks, it's been a pleasure. As always, we'll be back tomorrow live to preview the Friday game against Stanford. Um, it's going to be a fun show. We'll do our this week on the internet again. Um, we'll be live. Uh, so make sure to tune in at 3.30. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else? Nope. All right, guys. Peace. Toodles.